Doesn't matter how thin you slice it, there's always two sides. And it's a really great question as an adult, and most importantly for me as an exercise professional, if you are to parent, teacher, coach, uh, should we look at both sides? Is it important to find out both sides of every story, both sides of every research study, both sides of every opinion, uh, particularly if we're giving advice about health, uh, career paths, uh, financial uh, situations, relationships? Is it possible that if we just look at one side, we might not get the whole story? <laughs> uh, and we live in a world now where we are literally bombarded with opinions on a day-to-day -day basis, yeah? So if you open up social media, you turn on the television, you turn on the radio, opinion, 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 and it often comes, those opinions often come pre-framed with, have you heard this? Research shows, or public health advice says, or the government has researched this. Uh, should we find out the other side of the story? Uh, particularly if it's affecting our health or our well-being, our mental health and the future of our kids. And I'm embarrassed because we live in a world right now. I'm an adult that lives in a world that I think has screwed up for our kids. And now I don't have any children of my own, but every day I'm, I'm working with uh, chatting to, uh, investing time with other people's children. And we now live in a world where there's a lot of children who don't know that there's two sides to every story. They don't know that doesn't matter how thin it's sliced, there is always two sides because all they're hearing is the dark side. They're hearing the bad news. They're hearing all the terrible things that are happening, but it seems like it's not being equally weighed with the opposite side. And should if we're going to teach our kids critical thinking, if we're going to teach our kids to think for themselves, if we're going to teach our kids to use their brain, uh, is it our responsibility to give them both sides? Uh, and interestingly, uh, and I'll use a, one of the horrible examples, uh, if you were diagnosed with a terminal illness, some horrible disease, would it be a good idea to get a second opinion? And I share that with you so passionately because so many times in my life, because I've been an exercise professional for over 40 years, which means members and clients, and as a professional speaker, thousands of people have come to talk to me after I've talked to them, uh, and they've shared, I was given advice that I was going to die in six months, or I had this terrible disease and I was going to be, and we often give people a time frame. Well, I don't, but often medical professionals say, you've got about six months to live or six days to live or whatever. Uh, and we don't get a second opinion. So many people haven't got a second opinion. They've just believed whoever told them whatever it was. And there's other people that have come to me and said, I was told I had six months to live and here I am 60 years later. Or I was told I'd never walk again and here I am uh, doing athletic sprints on an athletic track and competing at the national championships. I was told that uh, I could, uh, couldn't get this career path because I was too dumb. And here I am now with a successful business and I'm a multimillionaire. I was told that I couldn't be a dancer because I've only got one leg and here I am a professional dancer uh, touring the world. I was told that I could never write a book because I was too stupid and here I am the only self-made or one of the only self-made billionaire women in the world. There's so many stories of people that were told one side of the story, one opinion and they got a second opinion or they didn't believe any of the opinions, they created their own opinion 
and it turned out that life was a little bit different. So this is a very controversial time in our world, I get that. We are being delivered on a day-to-day basis, and we hear this all the time, don't we? Safe, effective, normal, uh, you have to do this, it's the right thing to do, public health advice says, the medical professionals say, the government says, the Director General of Health says, this is what you have to do. And all I'm asking is this very personal question, and it's not for me, because I'm an adult and I can make my own decisions. You're an adult and you can make your own decisions. But what about our kids? I always bring my teddy when we talk about controversial topics, and I'll put the two sides to every story tomorrow's out of the, out of the screen. I think our kids deserve better than a bunch of adults who listen to everything the government says and believe that it's true, everything that a medical professional says and believe that it's true, because the challenge with the medical professional, one medical professional, is that they usually disagree. There's very few things that all medical professionals agree on. There's very few things that all teachers agree on. There's very few things that all governments agree on. There's always two parts to the government even. So as an adult, if I want to make decisions for myself, I have the ability and I have the right to look at both sides of the story. I have the right to question so if the government says you have to do this, I, I ask the question why and how? Why have you told us to do that? How does that work? And please can I see the, the, the way you've come up with that decision? Uh, I'm really scared for our kids growing up in a world where we go, oh, the government said so it must be true, or the doctor said so it must be true, or the scientist said so it must be true. And I always use this example. I have literally been uh, involved, been in a, at a medical conference with the top medical professionals in the world, literally, and I'm doing this with wide hands because there couldn't have been a more wider uh, disagreement of sides. <laughs> Uh, the, the conversation for this particular conference that I'm talking about was about diabetes, which is why do we have most people that become obese get type 2 diabetes, they get cardiovascular disease. And the top professors in the world, that sound is my 20-year-old puppy dog who's just, I, I love that sound. And I hope when you listen to this, you can get excited that puppy dogs can live a really long time. Uh, one of the things I love about telling you that is that humans can live a really long time too. And there's so many people that have been told you're going to die and they've lived anyway because they've got a second opinion. Well, this medical conference, there were literally fisticuffs. It looked like these medical professionals, professors, were going to punch each other. And the argument was that if you don't want to get type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, if you don't want high cholesterol levels and you want to have free-flowing blood, oxygen, vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals, you should be a vegan vegetarian. And there were professors and oncologists, cardiologists, top experts in the human body saying that you have to have a plant-based diet and be a vegan vegetarian. The exact opposite side of that story is there was a group on this side that said, if you want to be healthy, if you don't want to get cardiovascular disease, you don't want to have a heart attack, you want to have normal cholesterol levels and you want to be a healthy human being, you need to be a carnivore. Only eat the flesh of animals versus only eat stuff that grows out of the ground. Could you get further apart? And these guys were arguing like they were going to punch each other up. So... When it comes to any kind of medical advice, I took from that conference that there are medical professionals who have differences of opinion. 
And even if you say research shows, would it be a really good idea? Because that group was a classic. This group of carnivore doctors had a stack of research to show and they could prove scientifically that a carnivore-based diet was the best way to eat. This group of people had a stack of research studies to say that plant-based diets were the best way to eat and if you wanted to be healthy, that's what you should do. So what do you do then, me as an exercise professional, you as a parent, a teacher, a coach, an exercise professional, as somebody who wants to be healthy, who do you believe? The, the professor with double doctorate degree in, in cardiology and, and endocrinology that says plant-based diet, or do you believe exactly the same expert with the same medical degrees who says carnival diet? Would you have to work it out for yourself? Would you need to be a critical thinker that could work out for yourself? Well... I don't eat animals because it's against my religion, so that's not going to suit me. Or I absolutely love eating meat, and I love how I feel when I eat meat, so I'm not going to I'm not going to buy buy into that group of people. But I have to be able to figure it out for myself. And the challenge I've got right now is our kids aren't getting that. <laughs> our kids are being told you have to do this. And one of the challenges, of course, is that we, we want our kids to get the best information, surely. But how would they figure it out for themselves? Um, I don't know if you remember being a kid, but I really do. <laughs> uh, it was one of the reasons I ran away from home so early. I, I literally wasn't living at, at, in any form with any form of, of family by the time I was 15 for this reason. Because this didn't cut it for me. Do what you're told. And I'd say, why? And I'd have all these questions. Because I'm the parent. Because I'm the teacher. In my life, it wasn't either of those. It was because God said... Now, I'm not saying whether that's right or wrong, but I always used to ask this, how do you know what God's opinion is? Have you ever been in a religious argument where people have been arguing about translation of the Bible? Uh, that's a whole new interesting box, isn't it? People will read the same text in the, in the same Bible and have two completely opposing opinions about what that text in the Bible actually means. So who do you believe? Do you believe that guy or that one? Do you believe that religion or that one? And this is interesting because a lot of religions read the same Bible, but they have completely opposing ideas about what that actually means. So for me, that was very interesting because I used to ask the question, how do you know that that's God's opinion? You're telling me that I have to do that because that's what God said. But how do you know that's what God said? And that sounds very rebellious of me and very cheeky, but I never meant it to be cheeky or rude or disrespectful. I just wanted to be able to think for myself. And there's this really interesting character trait. I'm not sure if you're born with it. It's called common sense. And I don't think it's very common and I actually can't explain what it means. But I think it means this and I'd love to hear your opinion. Could common sense be the ability to think and analyse and research both sides and work it out for yourself? I was brought up with two opposing uh, political beliefs in the country that I lived in. I was brought up in Australia and there was Liberal and Labor. And I didn't want to vote a certain way because my family voted that way. And they tried to push me that direction for sure. You need to vote this way because this is how we've always voted and this is the right political party to vote for and this is how you should vote. But I don't want to be told you should and you must and you have to. I would say, Why? When people say to me, uh, I don't agree with that political party, I always say, well, which of the policies of that political party don't you agree with? And what's really interesting is most people don't know what the political policies of that party are. They've just made up their mind based on somebody else's opinion. And that's one of those things that I aim to keep away from. How about you? I don't want to become the expert in somebody else's opinion. 
I don't want to regurgitate somebody else's opinion. I want to be able to think for myself. So I always ask my Max International exercise professionals and business professionals to really consider these two questions. Regardless of the information that you are given and regardless of where it comes from. So whether somebody's got uh, enough uh, degrees to fill a thermometer or they drive a bus, I don't care. (laughs) Sometimes I think that, and I'll rephrase, why would we ever think that one person is more important than, than another? Is it possible that we could get a really good idea from somebody who's decided that driving a bus is what they're the, they're the most passionate about because they love buses and they love transporting people around? And sometimes we get so impressed by this list of degrees that somebody has from university, but they might not be able to drive the bus. So how about we analyse all the information we receive? And the two questions that I'm, I've been taught to ask, and I always ask my students to do the same thing, why and how? Why does that work and how does it work? Why would I do it and how does it work? Why would I do that and how would I implement that into my life? And it's been a really interesting process for me because, and I use my example in the exercise profession, my father taught me how and why, which was very interesting because one of, the, uh, one of the reasons I got suspended and expelled from school was because I asked a lot of those technical religious questions that nobody wanted to answer or didn't have an answer for. But my father being very religious, uh, sorry, I'll rephrase that because one of his favorite quotes was, uh, religion comes from the devil, but Christianity comes from God. And I share that with you because he would often say religion, it has very, uh, that very opinionated. It's either this, it's our way or the highway. Uh, there's that joke, and I'll use my particular religion. Uh, a gentleman's taken to heaven, and uh, St. Peter is showing him around heaven. And there's a big brick wall and all this noise behind the brick wall. And the gentleman who's just arrived in heaven says to St. Peter, like, this is heaven, but who's over there? Like, who's behind the wall? And St. Peter says, that's the Seventh-day Adventists, and they think that they're the only ones here. I share that with you because I was brought up in a religious environment where if you're not a Seventh-day Adventist, you're not going to heaven. Uh, If you don't decide to change your religious beliefs to be a Seventh-day Adventist, God won't allow you in heaven. Uh, But my father, even though he was a Seventh-day Adventist, taught me that that wasn't, that wasn't, uh, that wouldn't, that kind of thinking wouldn't take me through life effectively. Uh, And uh, those of you who know my background a little bit, my father started out as a Catholic priest. (laughs) So there's a whole new story there. But you can imagine that as a Catholic priest, he had access to lots of information and he, he, that taught him to think for himself. He said, I'm not going to just buy on the, on the dogma of a certain religion or buy on the beliefs and convictions of a certain religion. I want, to, I want to think for myself. And he taught me, the rest of my family I'm not sure, but he certainly taught me to think for myself why and how. But I backed that up with when I got into the exercise profession, I was so overwhelmed by the impressive people with the big biceps and the ripped abdominals and the multiple um, degrees and the 30 years of experience and their impressiveness impressed me so I forgot to ask questions so instead of why and how are we doing this exercise why and how would I eat that why and how does that work I stopped asking those questions even though I'd been taught as a little girl to always ask 
and I ended up with a body that's broken. I've got every joint in my body is injured because I just listened to people that didn't understand anatomy and physiology. I listened to them say sit-ups are good for your abdominals and I ended up with a perforated disc L4, L5 because when you do this to your discs over and over and over, they wear away. And what a silly exercise. We don't do anything in the seated position where we lift our head up off the floor, squish the fat, release the fat. But I ended up with a perforated disc because I didn't ask why we're doing that exercise and how does it work. I've ended up with all sorts of injuries from my neck, my shoulders, my elbows, my hips, my knees, my toes. Every part of my body's busted because I stopped asking why and how. So as an exercise professional, it's interesting because people say to me, Roe, you're really passionate about safe exercise. <laughs> yes, of course I am. I'm absolutely passionate about, and I'm cuddling my teddy bear because it's such a controversial topic. I'm in, I live in a world where people do lots of stupid shit. I can't put it any other way. I think you live in that same world too. I don't want a reputation of a person that does stupid shit. I want to know why I'm doing it and how it works. And I want to have an explanation for it. I, and I don't even want a research study for it. I want to be able to analyze all of the research. Because everything that's ever been studied, there are thousands of research studies. Any pharmaceutical drug, doesn't matter which one, whether it's a vaccination, a painkiller, a cancer cure, or a, a, a chemotherapy a treatment, doesn't matter. Across the board, every piece of pharmaceutical stuff in the world has been researched and there's pros and cons for it. Uh, if you've ever been to America and watched, it, uh, watched television at all, every time there's an ad break, there's an ad for multiple pharmaceutical drugs. And it's really interesting because they'll tell you, this, is, this drug will do this for you. It's awesome. And then they spend the rest of the ad telling you about why it's a terrible drug because it could do this, 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 and it could kill you. A lot of them finish off right at the end quietly and you could die because they have to give you both sides. <laughs> So as an adult, wouldn't it be a really good idea to teach our kids to look at both sides and ask the questions to get both sides? You've told me that. Why and how? How did you come up with that idea? Why are we doing this? Please explain to me. Not explain to me why you've decided to do it, but I want to know how it would actually work and what's the, the common sense, the research, the logic behind it. And as an exercise professional, I feel responsible to do that, don't you? Not just you should eat this and exercise this way. Shouldn't I learn my anatomy and physiology so that if somebody says, why would I do that and how does it work? You can actually explain it to them in a simple, easy way that makes sense so that they can work it out for themselves. So I always ask this question when people say, what exercises should I do? How about this great question? What exercises do you like to do and what are the ones that you don't like to do? If somebody says, I think I should do this exercise and you know that it could hurt their joint like doing sit-ups and it's going to give them a perforated disc at some stage, what about this great question? If there was a better, safer, easier, more practical way to get the result that you want from that exercise with a different exercise, is that something you'd like to chat about? Now, I don't want to argue with anybody either. I don't want to argue with people about whether or not I should take a pharmaceutical drug, about how they should vote about what they should believe in, what religious beliefs they should have. I'm not interested in the argument either. But I'm really interested in why and how. When somebody tells me that they are a certain religious belief, I'm really interested. Why do you believe that and how does that work for you? I don't try and change their mind. Why do you do that and how does it work? I've decided to take this particular uh, medical intervention to fix this medical challenge I've got. Awesome. Awesome. Why are you doing that and how does it work? 
And if they can't explain that to me, I do ask the question, if you don't know why you're taking it and how it's actually going to work in your body, would it be a good idea to find out? If you don't know why and how a religious or political belief has come into your life, would it be a good idea to find out? There are literally millions of people that have died for our right to vote. As a woman, we used to, we, as a woman, we weren't allowed to vote because we were a woman. Isn't that interesting? So now that we've got the right to vote as women in a, de a democratic society, and there are still plenty of societies in the world where you can't vote or there's only one person to vote for, so that's not really democracy, is it? Depending on what you believe in. Uh, if I have the right to vote for a political party, would it be a really good idea before I put my name on a ballot paper and tick say, yes, I want to vote for that person? What are their policies? What do they believe in? Why do they believe in it? And how will that work best for me and my country? Rather than um, I, my mother told me to vote like that or my teachers taught me to vote like that. And if you are a teacher, would it be a really good idea rather than teaching our children what to think? Could it be a really good idea to teach them how to think? I ask that question because I'm an educator. My role every day is to, my goal is to give people the very best education to make sure that they have a healthy, fit, strong body, a healthy, fit, strong business or career, a healthy, fit, fit strong financial situation and great relationships. That's the MAX program. But I never want to tell and I never will tell people what to think. What I'm always aiming every day is how can you work this out for yourself? How can you create the best tools for you to work out the best way for you to be healthy, fit and strong, the best way for you to have a career or business that you love, the best way for you to be financially secure and free and the best people for you to have in your life? How can we work that out in the best way possible for you? So here's the tools. Here's how the body works and anatomy and physiology. Let's learn that so that when we're presented with an exercise or an eating plan, we can work out for ourselves whether or not that's going to be good for our body. If we're presented with a political belief or a religious belief for our, for our country, for our business, wouldn't it be a really good idea to be able to work it out based on how do I have a successful career, a successful business, a successful life? What do I need to do when presented with a political belief or an ideology or a religious belief? How's that going to make my life better? If somebody preaches at me about what I should do with my money or tells me where I should invest my money, wouldn't it be a good idea to have a set of tools ready to be able to analyze that plan and say, well, this person's told me this is a great thing to invest in, but rather than just believe them, how about I work it out for myself? And if somebody comes into your life, <laughs> even if you lust them with goosebumps and racing heart rate and, and uh, sexual excitement, wouldn't it be good to have a set of tools to be able to figure out whether or not this is going to be the right person for you and whether or not they're going to be the best person to have in your life for the rest of your life? Uh, wouldn't it be nice to have a set of tools to be able to communicate with people effectively so that you could ask the right questions to get the right answers? And two of the great questions, why and how. Why would I do that and how does it work? Why would I want to be healthy, fit and strong, have a career or business that I love, be financially secure and free and have great people in my life? Why would I want that? And if it's possible, how could I make it happen? How could I make it work? I'll share with you passionately that that's what the MAX program is. It's to make sure that you can ask the right questions to get the right answers so that you can make all of those things happen for you. Because remember, regardless of how thinly it's sliced, there's always two sides to the story. And as an adult, as a professional, would it be a really good idea to find out both sides of the story?